welcome to episode six of Big Happy Life. I'm Natalie, I'm your host, and I'm really excited about this podcast because beliefs are such a fundamental part of our lives. They underpin every thought, every action, every aspiration, every dream we have. So it's really worth paying attention to them, particularly if there's any aspect of your life you feel that you're kind of at odds with, or you just want to make some really conscious choices about what direction your future is going to take. In today's episode, I want to encourage you to think about where your beliefs come from, how they came to be, whether or not they're worth cherishing or possibly worth changing or even chucking. If I asked you right now, are you successful? What would you answer? If you couldn't answer, I don't know, and you had to pick, yes, I'm successful or no, I'm not. If you can, take a minute now just to have a think about it. Maybe even pause this podcast and come back to it when you're ready. Either way, your answer won't be based on reality. It'll be based on a view of reality. And it's a view that you've come to hold based on the beliefs that you have. But where did those beliefs come from? And are they even your own? If you paused this recording to have a think about your answer, what kinds of things did you end up including? If you didn't pause, but you have a rough idea, what kinds of things are you thinking of? Is it about family, money, a house, a particular type of car, having more time, being able to travel, having more holidays. There'll be all kinds of things associated with your image of success and what you think success involves. If I gave you enough time, you could probably answer those questions. But when you look at your answers, what might be really interesting is if I said, okay, fine, you can have, be and do everything you thought of, but nobody else will know. Even the family stuff. No pictures on Facebook, no Instagram stories. You're not sharing it with anybody. You're just experiencing it. You can have the money, the cars, the houses. You can have the lot. But no one else knows. Which parts do you still want? And for all the other stuff, what drove the beliefs that made you think those things were worth having in the first place? Where did they come from? For a lot of us, the beliefs we hold actually belong to somebody else. They can come from advertising, they can come from our parents, our teachers, our friends, they can come from all kinds of places and then they become internalized and we take them on as if they are our own. I did exactly that with my weight. So I spent my teens, my 20s, most of my 30s agonizing over how much I weighed and thinking that that was a reflection of my worth in the world. Now, I tell you that not as a woe is me story. I tell you that because it never occurred to me that I was taking on a belief system. It never occurred to me that it was up for question. I treated it as if it was fact and I shaped my life around it, which wouldn't have been such a bad thing if I had ended up shaping my life in ways that I felt proud of or that made me healthier or stronger or more resilient or happier. And my behavior at the time did none of those things. If anything, I lacked confidence and self-esteem. I lost trust in myself. I did a lot of things that made me smaller in my own mind, less capable in my own mind, and stopped me taking steps towards a dream that I had at the time, which was to be an actress. Now, it would be a massive oversimplification for me to say, I thought I was fat, therefore I never went to a single audition. But that one belief colored so many aspects of my life that had I thought to question it, test it, challenge it, it potentially would have made a whole lot of difference to the types of things I thought were possible, the chances I'd have been willing to take on the off chance that they might pay off, even the ways I'd have interpreted someone looking at me when I was walking down the street. Every thought, every action, every aspiration, they're all based on our beliefs. 
We'll go into that a little bit more next week, but since we're talking about where beliefs come from, and we've already looked at the fact that they can come from advertising, culture, other people in our lives, they can be fed to us. And as soon as we take them in, it feels like they're our own, but they don't necessarily start that way. And we can question them. In fact, we can and probably should question any belief, even the ones that originate with us, even the ones that really do belong to us. Those types of beliefs tend to come from our experience. But here's where it gets a little bit messed up, because our experiences are shaped by our existing beliefs. And on top of that, our experiences the way they happen, and our experiences the way we remember them, are not always the same. So when our brains start looking for patterns, they do so based on the things we remember, not necessarily the things we experienced. And it's really easy for things to get muddled up and for a belief to come from things that are in fact not correct. Imagine this. You are walking down the promenade with a friend. It's a beautiful sunny day. There's not a cloud in the sky. And you say to your friend, shall we get an ice cream? And your friend says, no, I don't want it to rain. And you're going, what? And it turns out every time they've had an ice cream, it's rained. So they now have a belief that if they buy an ice cream and eat it, that it's going to start raining. Now, what we'd probably find if we could go back in time and see each instance of the ice cream, we'd find that on some occasions it rained either at the same time as eating the ice cream or possibly a bit later. But on other times it happened only at some point in that day, but the person was so primed to notice it that the connection stayed because the remembering self goes, I had an ice cream and it rained. It ignores the information about the time lapse between the ice cream and the rain because that doesn't fit the pattern. And the pattern is all important if the belief is going to have any kind of usefulness in terms of its ability for us to choose the best course of action, which is exactly the purpose of a belief, to interpret our surroundings and work out what to do. And that's always what the brain is trying to do. It's trying to create rules of thumb that help us decide whether to advance or withdraw. Is this something good? Should I go towards it? Is this something bad? Should I go away from it? Now, the ice cream example is clearly a ludicrous one, but this is exactly the type of thinking we engage in, even when it's really important issues. And we leave out fundamental pieces of information because they don't fit the pattern. So the belief, even though it's based on experience, once again should not be taken as fact. In next week's episode, we'll look at how to challenge a belief by asking yourself a series of questions. But for this week, I hope this gives you an opportunity to reflect on where your beliefs have come from, whether or not they belong to you, and whether or not some of them do require some questioning. As always, if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes page. If you're enjoying the show and you're finding it valuable, please subscribe. I hope to see you back next week. And as always, thanks for listening.